Connections with the Wash Boys. Now, from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, George Odin, partner of Arden Advisory Group, and Jonathan Kierman, Executive Vice President of Superstar Car Wash, talk all things car wash and more. Now, your hosts for Car Wash Confessions with the Wash Boys, Jonathan and George. All right. Well, welcome to this week's podcast, Car Wash Confessions with the Wash Boys. I'm Jonathan Kierman with Superstar Car Wash, joined by George Oden with Arden Advisory Group. George, how's Salt Lake? Or I should say Jonathan, I was going to say there's a big difference. Salt Lake is about a thousand degrees. Um, yes. But Park City is absolutely stunning. Absolutely. 50s at night, Jonathan. 50s oh, at night. Well, I am not in Phoenix either. As you can see, I'm not in the studio. I know you took uh, did our podcast a couple months ago from Hawaii, and I am in the beautiful island of Maui. So until maybe I got a little bit of sun, uh, I, I'm one of those people I don't put on any sunscreen. So probably not good for me in the long run, but the tan is working. So I like it. I like you look it a great. Lot. Thanks. Hey, trying to relax a little bit. So <laughs> let's just jump. <laughs> it's just you and me this week. You know, I thought it would be, uh, you know, a good idea. We've been doing this now for four or five months. It's hard to believe it's the middle, it's the end of July. We're more than halfway through the year. thought we would uh, take this episode to spend some time just kind of talking about the state of the industry and kind of where we are mid-year. But before that, you know what time it is. It is time for our confessions. So, George, what are you going to confess this week? Well, this week, both my confession and my um, my fatherly advice are golf-related. Um, I okay. have been playing a bunch of golf over the summer. And uh, honestly, every round seems like I'm playing a little worse than the last, but that's okay. Um my son is here with me now, and we've played a few times together. And, you know, my my confession to me seems second nature, but to him, apparently, um, I am the most embarrassing person in the world. Not because really? of my swing. Yeah, not because of my skills, not because of any of that, or even what I wear, although that's silly too sometimes. Um, okay. It is because I have this habit of being so ridiculously cheap that I will go to great lengths to find golf balls. I ah, bought a okay. ball retriever, um, and it is the best club in my bag. I, nice. um, I, I have found dozens and dozens during any given round, and you, you can hear them in the background saying, Dad, Dad, there are people on the tee. We got to go. We gotta, just one more, <laughs> Kyle. Just one more. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Did you buy the um, the retriever on Timu? Have you been on Timu, that new app? Have you seen I'm not, that? No. What yeah, it's it? it's a it's a I believe um, it's a new app, and uh, all the stuff comes from China. But you can get things at unbelievable discounts. And um, not that I'm advertising for Timu, but I was on there looking for something, and I did see they had golf ball retrievers. So you probably could have gotten even less expensive than what you paid for. That's the that's I, there. I did but get I like a, that. I did Amazon, and and basically everything on Amazon is is made in China too. It's just more expensive, I guess. That's true. So there. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, my confession this week is also golf related. I think I might have told you a couple of weeks ago during the massive heat wave in Phoenix, I decided to go play golf. We had a 150 tee time and it was 117 <laughs> degrees out. Now, as, as you know, and our audience probably knows, I'm just starting to get back into playing golf again. And my confession is it's probably not the brightest thing that I have ever done in my life. So, you know, the sad part was I was on 16 and I actually, I actually made par on 16. I was feeling good. I'm like, all right, this is good. I'm going to finish strong. I don't know what happened between 16 and 17, but by the time I got to 17, all the energy in my body was completely sucked away, especially after three hours and 117 degree heat. So lesson of the day there is don't have a two o'clock tea time in Arizona when it's 118 degrees out. You know, it's funny, Jonathan. I don't think that's a lesson that really needs to be taught. I think that's wow. um, <laughs> that's the con- that's the confession. That's my that's, that's why, why it's your learn. confession. I, that's that's why it's my confession. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump in. I do want to say thank you to our sponsor, Welcome Matt Services. Glad to have them on board sponsoring Car Wash Confessions. So, George, I, I know you know at the beginning of the year we chatted, and you know I think you were feeling um, like it was going to be a very tough year for the car wash industry, specifically, you know, on the M and A side. What are you seeing? You know, seven months into the year now. So I, I was right. Um, it is uh, absolutely a, a tough year. Uh, you know, there there are a number of large transactions that that haven't happened. Um, but more importantly, even the flow of smaller transactions has has. I don't, you don't want to say it's stopped because it certainly hasn't stopped. We've been fortunate to get a few transactions done. Um, but that said. Um, the the pace has dropped dramatically. The price expectations that for the buyers are just way lower. And unfortunately, the price expectation for the sellers, you know, still haven't come down to meet where the buyers are. So, you know, we we had another 25 basis point raise in the in in the by the Fed, um, which means that interest rates are coming down um, and the problem continues to, um, you know, to, to fester, if you will. It's not going to be forever. Um, you know, I've been through being as old as I am. Um, you know, I've been through a, a number of recessions and a number of down markets. I, I just remember 2008 and 2009, I was fortunate to get a transaction done the end of 08 but basically took the first six months of 09 off. And it feels a little bit like that now. Um, and if you plan for it and, you know, you're, you, you have enough business over the, you know, the last couple of years, which has been incredibly strong, yeah, you're going to be okay. That said, um, you know, there are some people who paid pretty big prices for properties leading into the downturn and um you know it's it's a it's a timing thing and it's been uh it's been tough it really has Jonathan there's no no two ways about it um you know I, I know you, you obviously you spent a lot of time you know on with the PE firms and on the PE side and you know at the show you talked uh you know about private equity you know what's your what are, what are you hearing you know on that side and you know is there dry powder to be, you know, used for acquisitions? Or do you think that private equity is is slowing down at this point to say, hey, let's see where this goes? Or it's just basically it's the cost of borrowing is just so high. 
So, so it's if you think about it, if you use you know half equity and half debt to buy something, and all of a sudden the um, the portion that's debt is is twice as expensive as it was before, and that's literally what happened. I mean, we were looking at at rates in the fives for um, you know for good credit, and uh, now you're looking at rates in the elevens. Um, so they really have uh, effectively doubled over that period of time in a very very short period of time. Um, you either have to do one of two things to to get the same return. You have to put in more equity and therefore less debt, which is you know tough to make a return doing that, or you have to pay less. And um, you know that's that's the disconnect that we're facing now. There are we still get calls, um, you know, maybe not the four a week we used to get, two a week now, of private equity that wants to enter the space. Um, but you also have the private equity that did enter the space being in a in a challenged environment because the cash flow that they expected to dramatically grow. Um, is is being chewed up by interest payments. Um, so it has it has actually slowed down the growth and it's kind of taken growth from buying chains and and buying you know five to ten store chains to either greenfield development or even the the onesie twosie acquisitions and the onesie twosies, you know, they used to be 10 times EBITDA. And now, you know, the buyers are looking more at a replacement cost kind of valuation or mm -hmm. replacement cost minus kind of valuation. And it's, um, you know, unless a seller is in trouble or they're just sick of it and really want to get out, it's, you know, it's, it's hard for them to, um, it's hard for them to play that game. I, I don't mean to be overly dramatically negative. Um, there's still, it's still a tremendous place to be. I mean, the the um, the cash flow element of car wash is still, you know, is still substantial, and the the return on building a new wash, it's not what it used to be. Um, land is more expensive, equipment's more expensive. It takes longer to get them up and going, um, but it's still meaningful. And, you know, I'd actually turn the question around to you, Jonathan. I mean, you deal uh, in three or four of the, you know, the strongest markets in the country for, for car wash. And, you know, we're seeing uh, nationally, we're seeing more competition and we're seeing, um, you know, challenges in terms of traffic. And, uh, you know, it's it's in part being made up because I think, Every large car wash chain has raised prices over the last uh, over the last year or two because I think we were probably in an irrationally low place. Um, mm -hmm. So you know that's that's a little bit insulation right now, but I'm not sure that that insulation can uh, can last forever. Yeah, you know it's really interesting. Um, you know, you're right. I, you know, traffic is down. It's down on the retail side, but you know, the ICA came out with one of their quarterly pulse surveys uh, recently, and and you know, the interesting thing is is that satisfaction um, among members just continues to go up. Meaning, people are happy that they have car wash memberships, and I think that's what you know is so compelling about this industry is the membership model. Now. 
the flip side of it is is you know the, the when they were asked were they happy with the price of their membership people said no but if, you know listen if i could pay less I, it doesn't matter anybody would but it's not stopping them from not having a membership or canceling their membership i think the the real question becomes is you know for all car wash uh, operators is how to drive more traffic into our sites retail traffic you know one of the things i've found that's interesting jonathan in in a challenging time and there was a huge push that everything was express exterior express exterior and and that's all people were building that's all people wanted to buy i'm starting to see a little bit more interest in flex and full serve than i have historically really um, huh. that the customer there's a there is a niche uh, where the customer is happy to have a a broader range of services. Um, and it's a, you know, it's what this does, what this market does, the the challenge that we're facing now, you know, full serve, those are those are sites that are tend to be more available right now. Those are sites mm. that, you know, the the ones that didn't sell when every when all anybody wanted was an express site, all of a sudden there's a, there's a little more interest. There's also more interest, of course, um, among what I'll call, um, you know, outside the box buyers. We sold a a chain to a, a gentleman who had sold, I think, 300 Jiffy Lubes and wanted to um, wanted to deploy some of that capital into the car wash world through a, a 1031. There are still, um, you know, tax advantages in terms of accelerated depreciation and such. Um, so, you know, there is there's some of that. And we also I we sold a, a one off wash to a, um, a surgeon, a retired surgeon who lived in the same neighborhood for his entire career. And yeah. now that he's retired, you know, thinks that this is a, a great place to put money and could very well be. I mean, I obviously we wish him the best. So it's you know, when when it used to be that there was a list that I could go to of 40 or 50 buyers and I could with 90% certainty, you know, top tick the market with that list. Um, that list is so much broader now. It's so much different than it used to be. I, I just, you know, we, we were talking um, uh, at the car wash show about the entrance of circle K into the, yeah. into yeah. the car wash world. And um, you know, they are in a position financially to utterly rethink the way we're doing things. I mean, just from scratch. And, you know, we're going to have to get as a as an industry a little more creative and we're going to have to offer some interesting cross-selling opportunities. We're going to have to we're going to have to dig a little deeper. We're going to need brilliant marketing minds like yours um, to come up with uh, new and different ways of adding different value because it's um. You know, you think about the oil companies, you think about, you know, they have, they own or franchise, you know, so many individual sites that there's potentially enough land to put up a car wash. Um, you know, at the drop of a hat, they could completely, you know, rethink the industry. I mean, for them, for Exxon, for Chevron, for Shell, for whomever, the cost of the entire industry they could buy every car wash in the united states 10 times over and barely blink 
Um, so for them to, to be able to enter the market and make a meaningful change, um, th those are the kind of things I, I'm, I'm looking at um, going forward. So back to your very, very yeah. initial question, what are we seeing PE do? You know, we're seeing PE do the same stuff. We're seeing them go in, we're seeing them buy, we're seeing them grow dramatically and, and exit. We've had a little bit of a, a stall on the exit side by and large, but you know, that's gonna reopen. Um, my guess is that some of the some of the big guys might get together um, and we'll end up with four or five you know mega chains that are publicly traded because once you reach a certain size, it becomes more difficult to sell and the, the buyer universe becomes smaller. Um, but I I could easily foresee five or six chains of 500 or a thousand car washes a piece. There's, there's, there's no reason that that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Interesting. You know, the other thing that I think is happening this year, which, you know, it, it, you saw it at the car wash show, but it's, it, I've, I've been thinking about it from the point of view of, I was, you know, a single operator or I had a couple of different car washes and that is this, you know, our, our industry, and I say this in, you know, all loving kindness, has been relatively behind the times when it comes to technology. So, you know, um, have myself having come from brick and mortar retail, where it seemed like, you know, the, the capabilities that we had to analyze data or the ability to be able to do certain things with point of sale systems was, was a lot easier um, than it was in the car wash industry. But this year, we're just seeing so many players come in that are looking to help kind of accelerate that, whether it's, you know, um, uh, wash metrics with what they're doing or, you know, rinsed, obviously, uh, and some of the other companies that are out there. And if I'm a single operator, like, you know, I'm, I'm asking you this question, maybe it's rhetorical is, you know, how do I evaluate, you know, what's going to really make the best impact on my business, especially if I'm thinking about, you know, potentially exiting in a year or two, or what's going to help me make the most amount of growth? Where should I invest those dollars? That's a great question. You know, I, I am, I am bearish um, for the mom and pop one-off operator. And I, I hate to say that because that's, you know, that's the backbone of the industry. And frankly, it's still the majority of mm -hmm. the car wash industry. It's still a, a extremely fragmented place to be. Um, but you know, there was a there was there were agreements out there, tacit agreements, not you know, sometimes verbal agreements that no, I'm not going to build you know, I'm not going to build there because that you know, Joe's business would be harmed by that. I'll I'll build over here. I feel like that's over. Um, I feel like, you know, the professional investors out there have thrown the gauntlet down on that. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's more about making money and, and to obviously doing so rationally. I, I don't I'm, I'm not suggesting, the, you know, the, those competitors doing that are necessarily being irrational. Um, you know, they have a reason to believe that that there's enough business for them, um, or maybe there's a spot that's been open for 20 years that's a little dated at this point, and they come in with a 150-foot tunnel and, you know, 36 vacs and figure they're just going to, you know, they're just going to take the other person's business. So the 
it's it's not the kinder, gentler industry that it necessarily once was. Um, and as a result of that, unless there is a you know some sort of inherent advantage that that mom and pop has, and it could be geographic, they could have the best hard corner there is in town, and that's never going to change, and they're going to be fine. Or they could be in a um, in a town that is not car wash friendly, meaning that it's unlikely that another one could be zoned into the into the same area, the same town. That's, you know, a, a wonderful defense. Or it could be one of those unique customer experiences that for some reason they, um, you know, that, that the customers are incredibly loyal. But if you don't have one of those things, if you don't have one of those things to set yourself apart, I am I am long term very bearish on on those on those onesie twosies, and in some respect, and this is going to sound this is this is grim even for me, Jonathan. You know, um, <laughs> I uh, oh boy, you know, I I'm I'm wondering if that money that you're talking about is is actually well spent because you're competing against people who have much deeper pockets, much greater resources, and absolutely dramatically larger economies of scale, um, potentially, and trying to compete by, you know, by hiring and, uh, or, you know, working with marketing or, or whatever it is they're trying to do, it, there could be some value, uh, and there could certainly be some value in the short term, I just wonder, you know, what the long-term prognosis is for, you know, for those operators. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me, tell me that my my, you know, grim outlook of the world is uh, is off, and I should be uh, I should be more positive. No, you know, I I think it's I think it's one of those situations where, you know, I interestingly enough, I was out. I, I said I'm in Hawaii. I'm up on the the the, the crater, um, going to see the sunset the other night. And I run into a, um, he works for the city of Peoria. So um, at Peoria, Arizona, which is where I live. And we have car washes in Peoria and he's a long range planner. So I started having this conversation with him and he, he had just moved over from the city of Scottsdale to the city of Peoria. And, and he said, hey, one Jonathan, of the questions, how happy were your wife yeah. and kids that you were talking about car washes with a city planner from Peoria? You know, they were so busy looking at the, um, they were so busy looking at the crater. I don't even think they noticed that I was gone. So that was, okay. that was All okay. Right. Um, so he said during my job interview, they asked me, you know, what can we do about, you know, water conservation in the city? And he looked at me, he goes, no offense, but car washes are, you know, the number one use of water in the city. And I said, you're probably right but it's better to wash your car at a professional car wash than it is um, to do it at home. And he said, you're 100% right. Our job is about educating the, the consumer. Um, and I, I couldn't agree with that more, meaning I think that it's better for the environment, it's better for, um, uh, for, for water, et cetera, to wash your car at a professional car wash but the average Joe consumer may not know that. So I think just helping educate people, I think we're going to continue to see the industry grow. What's concerning, overarching, and I think it's the reason why, you know, I don't want to call you the Grim Reaper, but why, you you know, you have this outlook is 
is because the Fed keeps saying and the government keeps saying we're, we're headed towards a recession. And yet, you know, we haven't fallen off the cliff yet. And so I think everybody's just waiting for like, when is when are we going to fall off? But I don't know. I mean, people keep spending money. So the question just becomes is, is it going to is it going to ultimately happen? Uh, and, you know, keep in mind, we're moving into an election cycle next year, too, which always has ramifications on, you know, how people spend. It's funny if you look at um, I mean, the, to, to take me out of my Grim Reaper role and, and be a little more positive, um, if you look at the the experience that a customer has now versus 10 years ago, it's dramatically better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the car washes are better. The equipment's better. The car is drier when it comes out the other side. It has free vacuums. Most of them now have free um you know, free towels to to dry off or the the air. Um, it's uh, it really is, and and in a very economic way, they could get a monthly pass and you know make it a part of their routine. And so, you know, the the good news is that from the customer's perspective, the pie is you know the the pie does continue to get bigger. I agree with you. the The growth yeah. is there, and I think what what people see. Even when they build close to someone else, you know, you add the two, you know, customer bases together. It may not be two times what the first one was, you know, but it's 1.7 times or 1.8 times because there are people who get their car washed now who just didn't before. This is not a necessity. Um, So it's there. There is reason for optimism as well. There's no question about it. I, I completely agree with you about that. So, um, you know, one one last question for you today, and it's really more about, hey, we've been doing this now for, let's just call it six months. We've had a bunch of great guests on. You know, what's one moment that you've enjoyed the most in our recent podcasts? And what are you looking forward to, you know, in our upcoming episodes? Or what what's some topics that you'd like for us to cover? Well, I loved having Derek Hall on. Had nothing yeah. to do it whatsoever with car wash. Um, you know, we <laughs> we you know through unnatural acts we tried to you know shoehorn it in to pretend it was about yeah. car wash. But um, I loved hearing him um, trash talk the Dodgers. I thought that was fun, and um, I I thought he was a he was a tremendous guest. And you know, look, how could a guy not be thrilled to have his daughter as a guest? I mean, come on, what kind That's of a right. dad That's would I be if I weren't a a sap for that. So those those are, those, those are my two favorite moments. And honestly, um, you know, when we first did this, our, our first episode in the studio in Phoenix a while ago now, um, you know, meeting our Dan and, and Robin and, you know, everybody who's working with us. And it was, um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've loved every minute. I, I love the, you and I have been friends for a long time. Um, but the, the, the back and forth and the, you know, the, the chemistry we have on the screen, I, that was a really pleasant surprise for me, Jonathan. I I really enjoy it. Yeah, me too. I agree. And I, I, I agree with you too. We've had some great guests, but having Derek on was absolutely tremendous. And, you know, I, I will tell you the feedback I've gotten from that episode has been really, really, really positive. People just loved hearing from him. And, you know, having your daughter on last time was really cool. Like, uh, I had never met her before. And and seeing her thought process, you, 
I, I sent you a text afterwards and said, hey, you should be a proud papa, um, uh, and, and you really should be. But it's it's very cool to see her and listen to what she had to say about cybersecurity. So, well, let me ask you this. What do you want to, what do you want to talk about? Like, is there, is there a guest or somebody that you would love for us to go after? And the reason I'm bringing that out there is because if, if someone's got a recommendation in the audience, and they'd like us to talk about something. We'd love to hear it. But what, 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 what would you like to so see in the next six are, months? There are a couple people I'd like to get. I'd love to get, and, and uh, I'm embarrassed to, to tell you that I don't know the names, but I, I would love to get the, um, the equity analyst who covers the space. Um, mm. and have a conversation about what they think is is going on. And obviously the names they cover are the huge ones, but uh, you know the public ones, but they they would probably have some very interesting insight into uh, into the industry and what's going on. So that's one yeah. I, I think would be really neat. Um, I'd love to have uh, you know a CEO of one of the top, two or three getting John Lyon would be, would be wonderful. Um, and, um, you know, he's a, he's a, a generous person who, who might, it's, it's possible we could talk him into it. Um, but those are two guests I would love to have. I, I like the idea of, um, of taking this toward the, you know, toward the big picture. Um, that mm -hmm. said, I also don't want to lose, you know, I'd love to have the, the you know, the CEO of DRB um, and talk about what's going on there. I'd love to have the CEO of NCS or, you know, whom, whomever, Sonny's, um, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. talk to us about what's going on in their world. How about you? You know, I, I, I talking about this city planner really got me thinking. Like, I really, you know, I know as so many Greenfield locations are going up, I'd love to get somebody on from a city who would be willing to talk to us about not just the process, but their thought process that they're evaluating, you know, car washes and, you know, what are some things that potentially, you know, we could be doing to help, you know, further the, the cycle along. I think that would be really cool. And then, you know, I think, um, you know, potentially from a marketing side, really digging in a little bit more on, you know, philanthropic pieces and car washes, you know, I, I follow, you know, so many on social media and, and we're all doing things to make an impact in the community. Um, but I think having somebody on to come talk about that, I think would be beneficial for the audience to, to hear about as well. So I'd say those are the two. Well, thanks. You just gave me the list. So now I know who to go, go start sending some <laughs> emails to. So um, that way we had the conversation on screen as opposed to uh, in via text. Well, listen, we are at that time. It is time for advice from the Wash Boys, sponsored by Welcome Mat Services. And yours is golf related. I, I, you already said that. So what is your advice this week? So the advice I give my son, who is, um, who is learning to golf and now hits the ball about, oh, 75% further than I do, which is... You know, he keeps saying, you know, dad, look, I just outdrove you. And and he expects me to be all upset. I'm thrilled. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> the, the one piece of the equation that I, I think he hasn't cut, quite gotten yet is that it's a there's a it's a physical element, but there's a mental element. And my advice mm -hmm. is, Kyle, when you come to the green and you want to put the ball on the green, 
99 times out of 100, the right play is to shoot at the middle of the green. And that is a great life lesson. Don't go for that crazy pin mm-hmm. that's tucked behind the um, the sand trap. Don't go for that pin that's, you know, you got to clear 190 yards of water for. Go for the center of the green. Yeah, that's good advice. I like that. Well, I'm going to use that myself when I go back golf when I get back to Phoenix. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be so hot. <laughs> well, you know, mine, mine this week it, uh, comes from a mentor of mine that I worked with uh, at, at, at several companies before I, I got into the car wash industry. And, you know, I share it with my team and I actually remind myself of this a lot. And it is sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. And, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot as I've been on vacation, just trying to, you know, take a break and and slow down a little bit. But I really mean, you know, we have so much going on constantly and we always have so many things that we want to do. Sometimes you just have to stop, slow down, evaluate what you're doing, look at what the priorities are, go after those. And that will in the end ultimately help you get there a lot faster than if you tried to tackle everything at once. So. Very, very good advice, I thought, from a prior mentor. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Well, George, it's been good to see you. I really cannot wait for both of us to get back into the studio again. When are you coming back? Is it like September, October? Like early, early September. Early September. Early September. All right. So we we got another month or so. That's great. Well, listen, it's been a terrific episode. I'm going back out to the beach. I hope you're going to enjoy the rest of your day in Park City. And to our audience, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you again soon in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Jonathan. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, George. Bye, all. Are you ready to accelerate your business by capturing more membership at-bats? Introducing Welcome Mat, the nation's leading car wash digital marketing platform. Say goodbye to empty lanes and hello to a steady stream of new potential members. Welcome Mat's sophisticated digital targeting helps you drive more at-bats by reaching highly likely car wash members who live by or commute by any of your locations. The Welcome Mat marketing platform provides real-time results of each campaign by connecting to your car wash POS and captures customer data for ongoing digital retargeting for membership conversion. Don't miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize your car wash business. Try our leading car wash digital marketing platform today. Drive success, grow membership. Contact us now for a free demo at welcomemat.com.